Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, General Contractor Dottie Blanchard. Brought to you by Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And welcome to the Spring Forward edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. How are you, Donnie? Doing good. Looking forward to getting that extra hour this week. I know. Do you prefer to have the more light in the evenings or in the morning? Absolutely. In the evenings, it helps us out on the job site tremendously. It's going to be a little tough with the kids waking them up in the morning because (laughs) it's going to be dark. All right, we're not a time show. We are a show about your house, the inside, the outside, the walls, the basement, the attic, things like that, DIY stuff. We like to talk about that. And you can find all the details by starting at our website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And we've got links to past shows so you can download the podcast of past shows. You can go to the Facebook page. Do you like to socially stalk people? We've got Instagram accounts there that you can go online and find, and you can follow us and see what we're doing. So just go ahead and start at the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And before we get into the show, you got to go on a little trip. I did. We we took a day trip to Charlotte, and one of our show sponsors, Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply, they were kind enough to take us down there and get us some really good tickets. And unexpectedly, my son shows up for spring break, and I'm ashamed to say I didn't know he was coming home. <laughs> so um, I called them last minute, and of course, they got tickets for all the sure top roofing guys but um caleb shows up and i I called them and said hey would it be a problem to add a couple more tickets for he and his girlfriend and of course they got the tickets right away and not only that it was a rainy night down in charlotte and so they got him a really nice hotel room so he didn't have to drive back and um sweet yeah it was a good game a lot of star power in the arena that night and i got to see uh, of course kyrie irving the former duke guy he Mm -hmm. he dropped 50 points on the hornets so they they weren't able to overcome that and, and they lost the game but it was really something to see i mean he couldn't miss and with Kyrie Irving, that's interesting that you got to see him because he doesn't get to play at home games. Yes, sir. That's strange. And if people out there don't understand why, Kyrie Irving isn't vaccinated by choice. And in New York City, you have to be vaccinated if you're even on a home sports team. And if you're not, you don't get to play. So that how many games has he played? I think that was his 17th game of the season. 17 games is all he's played so far. And you got to see him. I did. Didn't you say off the air that the opposing team's did not have to have a vaccination. Right. He has to be vaccinated if he wants to, quote, work Uh in New York City. He's not, so he can't play home games. But the visiting teams coming in, you do not have to be vaccinated and you can play in New York or, quote, work in New York. Hmm. So it's all screwed up. And obviously there's no science there for the reasons. Right. But Kyrie just decided, I ain't get the vaccine, so (laughs) you everybody wants to see him on a home game and you got to see him. Right. Well, he showed up that night for sure. And uh, it was a really good game. It was a lot of back and forth for a while, but then they just pulled away and there was no overcoming that lead. Yeah. We just got back from our trip in Florida. We went to Discovery Cove. It's fantastic. We did the swim with the dolphins thing. Mm -hmm. Me and Donnie are back for having fun and and rest and relaxation. Let's jump into the show. Last week, Mm -hmm. this is kind of a part two. Right. Last week, we talked about you want to get in construction. Maybe you want to get into the business of construction. There are many facets that it falls under. And as Donnie being a general contractor can tell you, you learn all the different facets of construction, the type of jobs. And if you want to go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com, you can check that out and find out all the the things we talked about. But today we want to go more specific into the trades that have the largest need in the future. We hear about we can't find people to hire for fast food restaurants or for the local gas station or whatever. Well, when it comes to construction, it's really a big deficit. 
So if the idea of getting the construction business tweaks you and you're like, I might like to do that, especially if you're a teenager in your early 20s, there's a lot of stuff. So you made this list of trades that have the largest need coming up in the next eight to 10 years. Yes, sir. So let's start off with that list of some of the jobs where they need workers. Right. This is a wide array of uh, occupations here, but I got this list online and I had to search because a lot of these lists are generic, but I went, finally found one that had some really good projections, like you said, over the next 10 years. And I think that's important to know if you uh, plan on staying in the field and I'll just consolidate some of this by saying the only thing on this list is the, the first thing that requires a bachelor's degree is the construction manager job. The rest of these are just high school diplomas. So that really opens uh, opens these up to a lot more folks. But mm-hmm. uh, the construction manager, of course, the median salary is right around $100,000 now. And you're thinking, wow, that's that, you know, that's a lot of money to pay a construction manager. And I think a lot of people confuse a construction manager with a construction superintendent. So mm. uh, for instance, I worked for one of the um, big production builders when I was an intern in college. And we had a construction manager um, who has since passed away. He was a really funny guy, a really good leader, but he managed all of the superintendents. And so he probably had eight guys who each one ran a subdivision. And of course, those superintendents had an underling like me or an intern who would help them. But a construction manager is over a big part of the process. And uh, I'll go on on the next segment here. I'll go a little more in, in depth for what they do. But uh, $100,000 is nothing to sneeze at. It does require mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree. There's a lot of computer programs and software that you have to be familiar with. And of course, you got to be a mathematician like we always harp on. The projection for the additional jobs uh, over the next 10 years is about 52,000. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of openings there. It's usually one of those things where you have to start out at a different level, say as a worker or a superintendent and work up to that construction manager, because let's face it, not everybody is a natural leader. Next one on the list is uh, construction labor. The pay is not as good for this one. Around $40,000 is the average pay, but the projection for the job openings is going to be about 110000 between now and 2030. And let's point something out. A construction laborer, you might be a gopher, you might be doing the grunt work. Right. Nothing more than a high school diploma and a clean driver's license. And you can be making $40,000 a year. Who starts you at 40 grand? Right. Next on the list is an electrician. And this wouldn't be the owner of the business. This would just be an electrician's, um, say, helper. They usually average around fifty-seven to $60,000. Uh, and that's a, a nationwide average. But um, the job opening projection for this one is right around 70000 So, you know, it's up there. They're going to be hiring a lot of electricians. And when I say, I know we always say that I'm not a great electrician, but I watch these guys um, start out at entry level. And uh, the guy that owns my electrical company that I use, he basically is always looking for new help because his business has grown. He's in such high demand. And, um, uh, really neat story. He got his electrical license a long time ago working for a bigger electrician. And, you know, he took a loan out, got a couple of vans. And then within a couple of years, uh, he's got a full blown office staff and his vans are paid for and he's hiring all the help he can get his hands on. So I know firsthand that those guys uh, are in high demand and they do get paid really well. And I'm not sure exactly, but I do believe some of these jobs like electrician, if you get an entry level position, you will not need a license. The owner of the business. Yes is the one that has a blanket license. But it also means if you get tired of that job and you quit, you're not an electrician yet. Right. You don't have that license. So you'll still have to get that if you want to be an independent electrician. But there are many places that if you stay with them over the years, they'll help you get it and even pay for it. Uh, next on the list is an equipment operator. And so this would range from everything from you know a backhoe to a loader, uh, skid steer, bobcat, uh, any of those uh, would apply to an equipment operator. And to be honest with you, I've done this. Of course, I grew up on my dad's job site running his bobcats and backhoes. 
it's fun. Like I really had, I felt like I was really doing something important when he would give me the controls there. And yeah. um, not to mention my dad just recently had shoulder surgery. So my younger brother who will take over his business, shout out to Michael. Uh, the first job he had to do without my dad uh, was a 9,000 square foot house. And man, he tackled it. And he did it. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll share some stuff on the uh, website, but he had to do rebar in a circular motion. He had to just, the, the steel work in this job alone was a whole nother job in itself. And, uh, and my brother killed it. So, uh, he really proved himself to my dad and, and everybody in the family was super proud. Another thing about some of the equipment you'll operate is you'll have to get a certification for it. Like you don't think about a forklift even. Right. I have a relative who was working a job at a packing plant, moved up from the, the proverbial fry machine to the shake machine. Mm -hmm. He got to do the forklift, but he had to get a certification. Mm -hmm. Well, that certification follows him. Oh, yeah. So when he went to another job, one of the things he was able to say on his resume was, I have a certification. I can do the forklift. Another feather in your cap is yep. always good. So the median salary for that job is right around $50,000. No, $1,000 a week is nothing to sneeze at. And the uh, anticipated need for that job is around 25,000 workers in the next 10 years. Oof. So definitely an opening there. Um, the next one I'm coming in with has, uh, I guess, the lowest number on the list for job openings in the next 10 years, uh, but that's a glazier. So Basically, this is a fancy way to say someone who in, <laughs> someone who installs uh, windows or window repair. And, of course, windows uh, are often referred to as glazing when you talk about the glass panes themselves. But uh, these guys get paid pretty well. Median salaries right around that $50,000 mark as well. But like I said, only 2,500 anticipated jobs in the next eight to 10 years. Next on the list is painting. So finding a good painter is really tough to do as well connected as I am. Uh, I finally found one several years ago and, uh, and I really hold on to this guy tight because in my world, uh, say someone calls SureTop Roofing to get a roof. Uh, usually they've had a leak or they've had some kind of staining on their ceiling. So a painter is who would fi after we replace the roof, a painter is who goes in and makes the inside pretty again. And, um, when I say it's hard to find a painter, who's very conscientious of mm -hmm. working inside of a home, it's really tough because a lot of those guys just don't care. Uh, there's so much work out there. They don't have to care. But, uh, my painter, for instance, he is just overly conscientious about covering everything up about dust, about getting dirt on anything. And so his prep takes just about as long as the paint, and I think that's really important. When you send somebody inside of a house, that's a game changer. Working mm -hmm. outside, eh, you can be a little messy, but inside of a house is where you can really make a mess. But these guys, you know, they're making upwards to forty, forty-five thousand a year, and um, the anticipated jobs for this one in the next ten years is around twenty thousand. So such a demand though for plumbers and pipe fitters and steam fitters, and the salary doesn't look too bad either. No, they're making upwards to sixty thousand dollars a year to be a plumber and. Uh, you know, plumbing is, is it really important? You know, like I mentioned with electrical, uh, the demand is there. And so uh, if you're good with your hands, uh, I think, and, and you don't mind getting under a house. I know my plumber has been around for gosh, 40 years doing this. And, um, he just does his job. Well, it really cares about, uh, doing it right the first time. And I know what I pay the guy and, and he makes a pretty penny, but, um, anticipated job openings for this one is around 25,000. So the numbers are there. Next heavy one, metal, heavy metal, yeah. <laughs> sheet metal workers. And I'll just say just metal workers in general, welders, uh, all fall in this category, but these guys, uh, median salary making over 50,000 a year. And again, that's a, a really good chunk of change just to, to be good at what you do. Um, this work is kind of dirty. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot involved that you have to, uh, you, with welding, you have to understand, uh, what you're doing. So it's one of those that would probably require some on the job training before you get to that $50,000 mark. But I know, uh, Matt, uh, Thompson is my metal guy, Matt Co Metals. Um, I, I will say that Matt's always looking for extra help in his shop, and uh, 
he stays backed up. So if that's something that interests you, I think the work will be there. The numbers on this one for anticipated job openings is not very high. It's right around that 5,000 mark. But uh, still, I know metal workers personally around our area who are always looking for a good helper. All right. What's this next one? I'm not going to try to say it. (laughs) Solar voltaic installer. And you can tell I got this online because I wouldn't have worded it that way. But uh, surprisingly, these uh, folks who install the solar panels, uh, the median income is just under fifty thousand dollars and you would think with solar being a, such a specialty trade that yeah. you know they would get paid a little more and especially because in most cases you're working up high on a rooftop right so um that being said a lot of these guys are just responsible for wiring up the units and they'll have someone with a lot of manpower like a roofer uh get the panels up there and they just do the behind the scenes work but um surprisingly enough this one only had around uh, six thousand anticipated job openings in the next 10 years I don't think that number's right, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. I think that at, when the more advanced solar gets, you know, the more demand is going to be there for the workers. And I think that this one just isolates it to solar companies alone. You know, we mentioned on the new building products episode we aired about two months ago that GAF spawned off to a GAF Energy, who is a, a mm-hmm. GAF would just be the parent company in this case. So they're, they're two separate entities, but I've been seeing some traction in that area. And uh, a lot of these test houses are working like they're supposed to. I think that will eventually be a thing, and it's definitely a good alternative to having the big solar panels. Now, we will refer to solar photovoltaic installers just as SPIs from here on out, okay? Sure. Sounds good. What's our last job? Um, Structural iron and steel worker, and I guess this is similar to the sheet metal worker, um, but these guys make about the same thing. They're averaging over 50000 a year. Uh, anticipated jobs for the next 10 years is just over 5,000. But like I say, I know the demand is there just personally speaking from the folks that we work with weekly. And this is the Carolina Contractor Show. And we're talking about trades that have the largest need. It is perfectly okay, though, to want a job that pays the most. Mm -hmm. So we kind of divided the list up. You just heard the past one of the ones that have a high labor shortage. These jobs might also have high labor shortages, but they are some of the highest paying jobs. And let's jump into some of these, Donnie. Yeah. Before I start on this list, I wanted to mention that, you know, of course, I went to school and my dream was to be this big custom builder. uh, And I wanted to draw all my own blueprints and I wanted to make a name for myself as being a good design builder. So I started the roofing company on the side just to supplement my income. I quickly realized that roofing pays pretty darn well. It's not glamorous to say, oh, I'm just an old roofer. But your contracts are for much smaller dollar amounts where you might build a house for $500,000. You know, the average roof is ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. So the increments that you're dealing with money-wise are much smaller, much smaller commitment. You get paid a lot faster was another attractive thing. So, of course, I gravitated towards the roofing thing, and I took my foot off the gas with the custom building. I have since pursued the custom building, and I just want to say that I, I'm, I'm blown away by how much work is out there with uh, the world being a little bit upside down, coming off the backside of a pandemic. Uh, I'm just blown away by how many people are reaching out to me to build their homes. It's very flattering. But, um, you know, I've kind of have the best of both worlds now. But the roofing, even though it wasn't glamorous, was a nice springboard to uh, set myself up financially. I always say when people ask me, how's your job, Eric? And I go, beats tar on a roof. (laughs) So first item on, and this blew me away. I would not, I would have never expected this to be the highest paying job in the construction world. But elevator installers and it sounds it sounds complicated but you wonder like how in the world do you get into something like this and uh basically they they're the highest paid by by a lot i think the next one down is twenty thousand dollars less than an elevator installer mm-hmm. uh this is one of those specialty trades where you definitely have to go through an apprenticeship uh to learn the ins and outs of this and i can imagine that it takes years to learn what you uh what you have to know to be successful at this and they don't just install elevators of course they they change elevators out 
they repair escalators, moving walkways, and just any kind of lift that you need for handicap accessibility, these would be your guys. A license is required in most states. I know in North Carolina, they require them to have an electrical license, but uh, these guys are making upwards to of $100,000 a year. And this, this definitely falls in the category of jobs that are going to be anticipating more people needed in the next 10 years. I do know from some people I've talked to who are in the elevator install and repair business that it does have its ups and downs. Oh, gosh. Sorry, dad joke. Wah, wah, wah. That was good. <laughs> I hey, liked it. When does a joke become a dad joke? When's that? When it leaves your house and never comes back. Oh, I like that one too. Um, number two on the list is Boilermaker. A lot of people don't understand what this is, but these Football guys. team. Exactly. These guys assemble, install, and repair large containers that hold liquids and gases. And so for many commercial buildings, that's a, a definite need. And uh, the Boilermakers make you know around $80,000 a year, and it also requires an apprenticeship program. Um, after your apprenticeship, you kind of become a journeyman. So whoever needs uh, your service will reach out to you, and you may travel from state to state doing that, but it does pay very well. Uh, number three is construction and building inspector. And I know um, just in my home county, uh, the the plan reviews, for instance, when you turn a blueprint in for the plan review to get a building permit, it's taken weeks. As a matter of fact, the city and the county are leaning on each other for this. So if you want to build a house in the county, they're actually forwarding the blueprints to the city because they have more resources for the plan review. Wow. But yeah, these guys... Um, they take a lot of flack, and they they know a lot. So it, it's surprising that they're averaging around sixty or seventy thousand a year. Uh, when you have you know construction managers making upwards of a hundred, because a lot of these guys, a lot of these uh, building inspectors, know more than a construction manager. And um, I I know we had the building inspector on, I guess a year or two ago. Yeah. And he always makes a joke that when he retires, he's coming to work for me. And I don't think that's a joke. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab him if I can when the time comes. And you know, it, it's almost like I can get on Google or I can go to my code book and I can look up the answer to a question or I can call Jimmy and say, Jimmy, do you know this? And usually right off the top of his head, he'll give me the answer I'm looking for. Fourth on the list is an electrician. We mentioned this as one of the jobs that carried over from the first list. So not only are they uh, in high demand, they get paid a decent salary. And um, mm-hmm. an electrician is one that we mentioned in last week's show that would require a start from a trade school. So you have to go through uh, the education part of it, and then you usually need to work under an electrician for a time. And I, I know that that's how it went traditionally, uh, but I got someone a job with with my electrician, and he he threw him right into the field, right into the mix. And of course, he didn't put more on him than he could handle. But just a short two years later, he's one of his top guys, and yeah. uh, definitely one of those things that's easy to learn. Yes. Um, and their median pay, you know, a grand a week, fifty to sixty thousand dollars is what I'm seeing in this area. Not bad. Yeah. And that's about the same for plumbers and yep. pipe fitters, right? Yes, sir. Um, plumbers is the other one on the list that requires a trade school to get started. And you can go to work for a plumber without the trade school. But if you want to be your own boss one day, I highly recommend that trade school as a beginning. And um, the job growth anticipated in the next 10 years is definitely up there. So uh, plumbers and electricians and heating and air guys aren't on this list. I'm not 100% sure why, because there is a definitely a high demand for heating and air guys. And of course, that requires a combination. You have to know a little bit about electrical. You have to be good with sheet metal. Uh, for instance, my heating and air guy has his own sheet metal shop where they make their own ductwork and everything. And he has a couple guys that that's all they do all day, every day. But all that falls under the HVAC umbrella. And this is the Carolina Contractor Show. You want to get in construction? Well, this is the topic of the show today. It's kind of a continuation from last week. And what we're talking about right now is the construction jobs that pay the best, the top 12. We've gone through 
five of them. So number six on the list, Donnie, is iron worker. Yes, sir. Um, iron workers, uh, this pertains more to commercial construction than I would say residential, but when you see the infrastructure that's already happening all around us, uh, you can tell that there's definitely a need here. A lot of steel in the buildings, you know, bridges, roads, all that requires iron worker experience or just being good with metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, These jobs pay almost $60,000 a year because not everybody is suitable to do this, but um, definitely something that you'd need an apprenticeship for or some on-the-job training. Um, There are a lot of things you can get certifications for in this area, like welding, rigging, crane operator, and uh, all those, like you mentioned, will follow you wherever you go and will definitely help you get hired. And we said iron worker is similar to sheet metal worker in yep. a way, and that comes in at number seven. Exactly. So these two back-to-back, we mentioned what they were on the last segment, so I won't go into it. Experience with sheet metal work can get you a job in a wide array of fields. And so that if that's something that interests you or if you find yourself in that trade, definitely nothing to sneeze at pay-wise. Now, when we were in Orlando last week, uh, next to our hotel was another hotel being built, and they have the big, giant dump trucks. Mm-hmm. And all the equipment, and that's not something that you can just get hired and get in, but that's a job in demand on a list. Absolutely. So uh, construction equipment operator falls in at number eight, and this is guys that operate the bulldozers and uh, earth movers. And, of course, that takes years of experience not to just learn how to drive it but to be good at it. So heavy equipment is something that can be super dangerous. And uh, also, I commented on the last segment, it's a a lot of fun, but uh, (laughs) definitely a need uh, for that. And I, I wrote myself a note here that I heard several years ago that crane operators have the lowest life expectancy of anybody in construction. And you got to think about the pressure there, you know, especially oh like operate when you see these guys in the middle of a big inner city project. I mean, a lot can go 40, wrong. 50 stories up in the air, yeah. swinging stuff around. Yeah. No, Not thank me. You. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. The aforementioned SPI. Yeah. The solar voltaic installers. Uh, these guys are number nine on the list. And um, like we mentioned in the last segment, um, Definitely uh, more of a need than I think they project here, and these guys are making around $50,000 a year. I think that is going to evolve in the coming years. Just with solar technology advancing so much and so fast and all the government money that's pushing that, I think that there will be a higher demand than what this list says, but they're already making, on average, around a grand a week. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, All right. I don't install windows. I'm a… Glazier. Yes. (laughs) And that might be the last time we ever say that on a show. It just rubs me wrong. But these guys, you know, they install windows. If you have, uh, in my world, say we have a cracked window from a hailstorm, rather than going to a building supply place and trying to find that original window, original manufacturer, original color, uh, you can call one of these guys out. And um, we use a guy locally called Window Wise. But for a few hundred dollars, he'll come out and he'll replace that, either the whole glass pane or just the cracked panel. Uh, these guys also known for doing the shower doors. When you see the uh, clear glass showers in a lot of the higher-end homes, um, Window dividers, display cases, there's really nothing these guys can't do. But um, definitely good to have a good glass man on hand and the median pay for these guys. The workers, not the owner of the company, is still between forty and $50,000. All right, we've got two left. Uh, number 11 on the list of the highest paid construction jobs, insulation worker. Yeah, why do you think that is? I don't know. Nobody why. wants to do it, man. The fiberglass yes. and tight spaces. My guys will hang from um, a harness and a rope on a 160-degree roof for a 12-hour day before they want to touch fiberglass insulation. It just, uh, it can I say it rubs them wrong? Yeah. Oh. Well played. Well, well done. Very good. Anyway, so no, um, it's hard to find insulation workers because what you're dealing with, you know, it could be hazardous to your health, literally. So a lot of the guys that you see, you know, they may wear a lot more safety and protective equipment than the average, but that's because they wanted to be able to do this for a long time without any health problems. But basically the job is uh, self-descriptive because you – Install insulation under a house, in walls, or overhead, 
And of course, insulation has evolved into spray foam being ever so right. popular these days. And uh, when you see the precautionary measures they have to take with spray foam, it's even more extreme. So, uh, but but definitely a good trade to get involved with if that interests you. And there's never going to be a shortage of work in that area. And the last one on the list, very unique, but a job it, you have to have it a hazardous materials removal worker. Yep. So these are the guys that you call on. Uh, if you have an asbestos issue, uh, mold removal, any kind of radioactive or, uh, say, radon under a house, these are the guys who would come out to neutralize or remove all these materials. These guys are typically re- required to take safety training for years, and I know that their continuing education is a real thing because as time goes on, we learn so much more about uh, what things are hazardous. And, you know, for asbestos, for instance, it's not hazardous until it's airborne. We did a whole show about that about a year ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, just uh, it, it's really dangerous if you start stripping a roof or gutting a house on the inside, because once those asbestos particles are airborne, you could breathe those in and your body just doesn't have the ability to break those down. And, you know, of course, it leads to cancer, things like that, that could show themselves as much as 20 years later. So these guys, uh, these guys are brave to say the least, but uh, they are paid well, uh, still in that forty to $50,000 range, but uh, they do get paid for taking the risk that they do. All right. We're going to put this information up on the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Again, we, we've always for years tried to get rid of this image that people who do blue collar work or construction work are the redheaded stepchild of, of the family or, or of the neighborhood, but their job is vital. We're big proponents of it. You can make some serious money and these average salaries, they're probably more. There's so much sign on bonus demand and, and extras and insurances that they're willing to pay for. Now that's just the salary. There's benefits that tie into these jobs. So if you're a kid, you're in your teens, you're in your 20s, look at construction. You don't have to necessarily go back to college to get a degree for something. You might just need some certifications or a license for something. And the pay is really good. The starting pay is really good. Again, a construction laborer, helper, a gopher, just at the site moving shovels and digging trenches can pay you $40,000 a year. So go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com, and you can look at that information. Also download past shows and uh don't forget, if you have a question for Donnie or for me or want to stalk us, or you can find all that information <laughs> at the website, too. We thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to turn your clocks forward because this Sunday, March 13th, we spring forward and we'll have sunshine later in the day. Hope you have a great one. We'll see you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Get more information at thecarolinacontractor.com. Your roof is the most important part of your home. Make sure you're protected with SureTop Roofing. We're locally owned, operated, and have proudly been serving the Triangle for the last decade. Plus, we offer a 50-year warranty on our shingles and 10 years on labor. If you're a veteran, ask us about our Roofs for Troops rebate program. Visit SureTopRoofing.com and listen to our weekly radio show at TheCarolinaContractor.com. SureTop Roofing, we've got you covered.